G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. As we do on a Monday, we like to check in with the Australian Christian Lobby. Wendy Francis, National Director of Politics at the ACL, is joining us. Hello, Wendy, and welcome back to 2020. Great to be with you, Neil, as always. Thank you. Wendy, let's start with something that some people are absolutely blown away by, disturbed. And that's something that's come out of Victoria over this past week, where Bernie Finn, MP, has been expelled from the Victorian Liberal Party. Give us your insights into what's happened to him. So the Liberal Party there would would maintain that Bernie Finn has, for a number of um, years now, not towed the party line. And so they they have expelled Bernie. They took a vote and it was a secret ballot. Um, but unfortunately for them, uh, you know, there's always leaks into the media. And we know that the reason why Bernie Finn was so unpalatable for their party is his continual, very outspoken messaging for pro-life um, issues. And so the, the final straw appeared to be for the Liberal Party when... After everything that's happening in the US with the Roe v. Wade um, discussion and the possibility of some of the more extreme abortion laws being overturned in the United States, Bernie was very um, publicly quoted as saying that he was praying for a similar uh, event to happen, a similar issue, similar legislation to come up here in Australia and that he was praying for that and not only that, he, was, he believed that every baby um, deserved a chance to live. And the media sort of came back at him, what about rape? And he was like, well, even then the baby doesn't deserve the death sentence. So that was sort of like the final straw. And he has been removed from the party. So he now sits in the cross bench as an independent. So what we might glean from this is that in Victoria right now, even on the conservative side of politics or so-called conservative side of politics, having a pro-life view described as dangerous. Well, um, that has been one of the words being used by James Newbury, who's one of the um, prominent Liberal MPs. But I would hasten to say, Neil, too, that there are many within the Liberal Party. I believe Matthew Guy in himself, who are pro-life, but they keep on believing that Bernie Finn is actually taking them off message. And this is like uh, always, we seem to be trying to appease the left. Where, and this is a, a, a grave, um, I think, miscalculation, to be honest, with the Liberal Party in Victoria, because what has happened is that the Conservative people on the right, and if we're saying, you know, just on the centre-right of politics, who very uh, large percentage of them are actually pro-life, have really been upset by this. So I do think that it was a gross um, misjudgment on their part. Interesting, isn't it, that a reaction might be an expulsion from the party because it uh, doesn't seem to be anything that's productive in that. Uh, and uh, no doubt there's been others who've been, uh, you know, not expelled and done all sorts of worse things than have a pro-life view. 
Well, this is one of the problems with the Liberal Party in Victoria. And, you know, we, we want to see them flourish. We do. But they keep on getting taken off message, as they say. And they they talk of Bernie Finn having taken them off message, which I would, I would actually repute that. I would say that he's not taking them off message. But when we've got, you know, like some of the people who are calling for him to go, uh, like people like Tim Smith, who he crashed his car into a fence. He's been two times over the legal blood alcohol limit. Um, you've got Wendy Lovell. She was saying there was no point in having social housing and wealth areas because she's saying the children can't. Children from a, a social um, a back, a social housing background don't have the right sand shoes or iPhones, um, and that certainly took the Liberal Party off message for a number of weeks. So if we're talking about expelling MPs that go off message... Um, then we're talking about something that's quite dangerous because we're talking about uh, ignoring some of the huge ones who have taken them off message for very bad things, but we're also saying that freedom of speech is actually at risk in their party because what Bernie was saying certainly was representative of a large um, number of people in Victoria. So no rest for all of those thousands upon thousands of volunteers that are working with ACL in Victoria and uh, worked very hard in the lead-up to the federal election. But uh, you've had them working pretty hard over this past week too, trying to defend or at least ask questions about Bernie Finn. We really have. So um, we asked them to email, uh, close to 8,000 people emailed, but we've also had a phone campaign going. And whilst um, we weren't successful in keeping Bernie in the party, what I think we have shown is that there is a large number of pro-life people who are willing to get involved. And so this has been really great because the Victorian election is happening on the 26th of November this year. Uh, So it was really important to get the message across that hang on a minute, there's a large um, percentage of your people, your your base here, Liberals, that are very pro-life and this will make a difference for us, not only in how we vote, but how we support and get out in the polling booths and, and do all of the stuff that happens in the lead-up to the election. So um, it was wonderful to see, but as you say, they've worked very hard and they're not going to have much of a break either now because... We're gearing up for the Victorian election before too long. So it's wonderful um, that people are prepared to get involved in this way. We're so grateful. Uh, Wendy, you're in Darwin today and uh, no doubt one of the things on your agenda might be around the euthanasia issues because since that legislation passed in New South Wales, uh, what's now back on the agenda is what happens in the ACT and in the Northern Territory. Uh, What's the latest on developments around euthanasia and the battle that's going on there? Yeah, straight up this is going to be in the Federal Parliament because at the moment the two territories don't have the right to pass legislation on euthanasia and um, certainly in ACT we're looking very closely at what's going to happen with the government um, with all the seats and particularly in the Senate as well because um, David Pocock uh, looks like he might get the second Senate seat in the ACT uh, um, not Zed Sezelja which would be a real real loss to us to lose Zed. Um, But he is straight away pledged to introduce private um, senators bill to overturn the ban on uh, the the territories being able to decide on on euthanasia. You know, we still have 
even even at this stage, we still don't have a majority government, um, despite all of the counting. We have 75 Labor seats. They need 76 to govern in their own right. There's certainly um, there's three seats that are still in the balance, and we're talking about um, lower house seats now, but there's only one that really looks likely to go to Labor. So they might just scrape through with a with a majority government. But when you look at the this particular issue on euthanasia, it's going to make a big difference as to whether Zed gets in or David Pocock. But Anthony Albanese has he has publicly backed the rights of territories to legislate on this, but he is not committed to a time frame at the moment. So this will be something that we really want to have a say in as well. And of course, uh, the federal government has a say over the ACT and the Northern Territory when it comes to that sort of moral legislation. So we're keeping that in our prayers. Uh, protecting women's sports. This has been an issue in the lead up to the federal election. Uh, it's not going away anywhere. There's all sorts of challenges still ahead. Uh, what are your thoughts for developments from here on for protecting women in sport? Yeah, it isn't going anywhere. Um, fortunately, uh, Claire Chandler, the senator in Tasmania, still is there for another, at least another three years because she wasn't uh, up for re-election this time. And so this has been something that she has really promoted. Unfortunately, it didn't become a government bill in the last parliament under Morrison, but it was a private member's bill. But I know she will still promote um, the right of women to to compete against women. So she's she's really standing up for women-only spaces. Um, it's, an, it's a state issue as well, it, it appears, because in Queensland, the Palaszczuk government uh, recently rejected a motion by the Cater Party boys to protect women's sport in Queensland. Um, the LNP supported the Cater um, move on this, so that was really interesting. But, you know, as we saw Catherine Deves, she was um, one of the the Liberal Party candidate in Warringah, uh, and she was very strong on supporting women's support sport as well. But she didn't get, she didn't win her seat. Uh, but I don't think she's going anywhere either. So the issue was pretty much front and foremost um, for many people in the in the election. So I, I don't think it's going away anywhere, and it will be really interesting as we go forward. Nobody is um, actually saying that. Uh, transgender people can't um, compete in sport but what we are saying is that women deserve to be able to compete on an equal footing and women deserve women only spaces so yeah I think it's a watch this space to be honest. There's some common sense, uh, there's science, uh, all of these sorts of things appear to be on the side of the sort of common sense view that you're talking about and that we talk about on this program here. Uh, Some might be thinking, I wonder how long it will take for that common sense to actually kick in and for people to say, uh, well, this is obvious, Uh, why aren't we choosing that? Uh, Because ideology here seems to have... Uh, a, a stronghold over so many people and somehow or other that stronghold uh, it's got to unravel sometime hasn't it? Well it definitely does because um, certainly as you say it's not scientifically possible to have been born in the wrong body 
Um, and so longing to be something that we're not is never going to bring happiness because it's not achievable. Uh, and that is a scientific and very logical um, debate to have on, on our side of this argument. The sad thing is that uh, we are, in through our national curriculum, we are increasingly teaching our children at a very young age that they can actually change their gender and they can choose to be whatever gender they would like. And so this takes us back to um, you know, another big issue, I guess, post-election, and that is the national curriculum. And it is something that we really need to get parental... Um, we need to get parents being able to have a right in what their children are taught in this, in this area and other areas as well, because we're seeing such a huge increase in children who are confused, and then this leads to all of the problems that we're talking about now with women's sport. We know that the Greens have typically had a very, very strong pull on the Labor Party when it comes to these sorts of issues, Wendy. And uh, mm. I know that uh, Labor is still waiting to see if they will actually have a majority in the lower house. Mm. Uh, I wonder whether you think it will be a good thing for Labor to have that majority because it seems to be if they've got to rely on a crossbench, whether it's Greens or Teals, uh, that that might make mm. things all the more uh, difficult when it comes to these sorts of issues. I do. I do think that it would be um, in our best interest as a government, as a country, sorry, to have our, our major, a majority government. Um, what the Labor Party are also considering is uh, putting in a speaker, one of the independent, independent as a speaker, so Helen Haynes or, or Andrew Wilkie, one of those ones, and in that way to try and uh, work out the numbers as well. But if they have to rely on the Greens to get anything through, then we know that the Greens are going to use that as a wedge to get some of what they want through. And when we're talking about the Greens, we're talking about um, not just a very left agenda, but we're talking about quite an anti-Christian agenda. And so I, I, would, I would really hope that the Labor Party will be able to have a majority government. Yeah. Well, Wendy Francis, uh, there's hard work ahead. As you say, now that the federal election is behind, uh, lots of bills that will demand attention, but there's also uh, looking ahead to the Victorian state election that's coming up in November. Uh, we mentioned you've got you know thousands and thousands of volunteers uh, who are on the ground and uh, ready to be working in some sense here for uh, Christian foundations for their state or for our nation. Uh, is there room for a few more volunteers on your list? There sure is. And, you know, we're heading into a, a period of time, I think, when Christians could be more and more marginalised. And so if people have felt through this election period, what I need to do something, then please, by all means, sign up. There are there is something for everybody to do. Uh, there are you know jobs that require just um, phoning, but there are jobs that just require praying. There are jobs that require letterbox dropping, and if you're a walker, you can do that easily as you do your walk. So we would love we would love people to sign up and say, "Yep, I'm count me in. I can do something." You know, I think it's wonderful. There's something like seven and a half to 8,000 volunteers around the nation who've been a part of the good work that the ACL has been involved in. But I can't help but note here, and I'll just bring this for a little comparison, Wendy, I'll get your thought, uh, that in some electorates around Australia where we've seen upsets in the federal election, there were as many as 20 or more 
thousand volunteers working on just one side trying to unseat various uh, members uh, in the federal election. So while we talk about seven or 8,000 Christian volunteers ready to hit the road, uh, there's still a big, big need for a whole lot more. Would that be a fair comment? That, that is a very fair comment. And, you know, uh, as, as a constituency around our nation, Christians are a huge constituency. Uh, but, you know, often they are people who already volunteer in many different ways. They are very generous people. Christians are amazing. And so um, the last thing that we would want to do is, is burden anybody with a particular, you know, extra jobs. But, but it, the thing is, in our politics today, we need that voice for truth in the public space. And the, it can be as small as just once every six months or it can be as big as once a month doing just something. But we would encourage people to sign up. We won't demand anything more of you than what you can give um, and what the Lord requires. But I know that Christians are already very generous in their time, but we do, we do need everybody to put their hand to the plough right now. Well, let me point listeners to how they can do that. Uh, a visit to the ACL website, acl.org.au. acl.org.au. No doubt there's some detail there as to what might be expected if you happen to become one of those volunteers, uh, part of the standing army of Christian volunteers all around Australia. acl.org.au. Wendy Francis, National Director of Politics at the Australian Christian Lobby. Wendy, thanks so much for great insights once again today on 2020. Thank you for having me as always, Neil. God bless you. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.